Anyway, if you would, if you would, Proverbs 23, Proverbs 23, I'm just going to read the first part of verse 7. Uh, Proverbs 23, 7a reads, <clears throat> For as a man thinks or a woman thinks in his or her heart, <clears throat> so is he or she. All right, I know the, the Word of God is masculine a lot, but it, it, it's including everybody back in this land. But I want to make sure you know. <clears throat> For as a man or woman thinks in his or her heart, so is he or she. Lord, ask for you to bring your power and grace upon this word. Allow us to get through this word, Lord, not worried about discriminating and shouting, but what we impart into our spirits. We love you, God, and we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. How you doing again? Again this morning, we're going to be speaking from the, uh, the our series, um, um, Life More Abundantly. And we're, the, 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 the title for today is Destroy Your Poverty Mentality. Destroy Your Poverty Mentality. I, I know you don't have a poverty mentality, but maybe your neighbor had one. Tell your neighbor, destroy your poverty mentality. We, 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 we got to destroy that in order for us to walk in prosperity. Um, I, just to let y'all know, I don't know if this sermon is going to be one part or two part. I know you should have some handouts uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see if I'm able to make it through both parts, but we might just do one part of it. Amen? I just split it in half just in case I couldn't stand long. Amen? But anyway, grace doesn't give us an excuse to ignore God's word or his principles for living a godly lifestyle. Uh, bon, uh, Bonhoeffer would call this cheap grace when people think that, oh, I'm covered by the blood so I can do this. I'm covered by the blood so I can do that and not do the principles of God. God gave you grace, but he never changed the law. He knew the law couldn't save you. He knew the law couldn't get you to heaven because he knew you couldn't pass the whole law. That's why he ushered in grace. But he didn't usher in grace for you to live how you wanted to live. He ushered in grace because he knew you couldn't do it and he loved you. And James tells us to try to live a perfect life. Even though we won't be perfect, try to strive for perfection. All right? So although we are under grace, we still must renew our minds with the word. Many believers fail to begin and stick with the process of mind renewal as such they continue to live in poverty because their minds have not renewed, uh, have not renewed by the word. They operate in the principles of poverty instead of the biblical principles of prosperity. See, some people cringe right there, uh, Brother Dre, because some people don't feel like the Bible talks about prosperity because they don't read it. And anytime somebody get up and talk about prosperity and wealth, they go crazy. Oh, that preacher just want money. He just want this. He just want that. Well, it, 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 and because that, the demonic spirit of poverty has taken over their lives and in their bloodline. Poverty begins as a mindset. Many people are living below the standard of God that God desires for them, and they can't break free because of the way they think. They have embraced beliefs that do not line up with the Word of God. As a result, they have positioned themselves for failure. In order to break into the life of, of, of abundance that God has promised us, it is critical that we recognize a positive mindset and break out it by applying and practicing God's Word concerning prosperity. Have you ever wondered why you think the way you do? Our beliefs are based on the information we have received about a particular subject over a period of time. That's why you got to guard your ear gates and your eye gates. You got to guard what you listen to. You got to guard what you see. That information may have come through our families, environments, friends, or traditions that have been passed down from one generation to the next. That's why I tell people, when you want to get out the hood, you got to go to a good neighborhood and drive by and just look. Right? Sometimes you got to get outside of the number streets just to say, I'm going to make it somewhere else. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you just start to write, 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 watch, new, watch other TV shows just so you can see something with, with, with prosperity and stop looking at, that, that, at, at hood stuff. I'm just talking. Many times we accept circumstances as just the way things are without realizing that God has better things intended for us. Do you know God loves you? God wants you to be blessed. The Bible says he blesses us for his name's sake, not even yours. Why you get the crust out of your boo eye? Because he represents you. 
If he leave you, you ain't going to do it. Keep it 100. You want your children to do good because they represent you. You represent God, and God wants you to be blessed. And once you get that in your head, you will begin to walk with more confidence and understand that God has came to give me life and to give it to me more abundantly. And I don't care who gets jealous when God begins to elevate me because if you stop hating on me and clap for me, God will take you to the next level as well because God's blessing for me does not take the blessings from you. God has infinite amount of blessings, and he can bless you the same way and even more than me. Look at here. Webster's Dictionary defines poverty as a chronic pressing need for money and material goods, inferior quality. The Random House Dictionary describes poverty as the state or condition of having little or no money, goods or means of support, deficiency, scantness, insufficiency. However, just as prosperity applies to more than material possessions, so does poverty. See, we think prosperity just means money. It doesn't. Prosperity means it's a mindset. It's, it's, it's your health. It's your relationships. It's, it's your opportunities. It's, 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 it's all that together because prosperity in the Greek means lacking nothing. That means you don't lack in your health. You don't lack in your relationship. You don't lack in your opportunities. You don't lack in your career. You don't lack in your family life. You don't lack in your mind. You don't lack in your emotional stability. You are prosperous everywhere, including money. But for some reason, when you start talking about money, everybody's like, ooh. Because that broke spirit has you. And the reason why the devil attacks the area of money and health more than anything is because God says he wishes above all things that thou be as prosperous and in good health. He attacks you the most in that area because if you don't have no money, your health may fail. If you don't have health, your money may fail. And when those two things, they relate to each other, and God wants to bless all the generations through you, that's why the devil attacks it. And the first place he attacks the spirit of prosperity is in your mind. Look here. Poverty. Uh, poverty is a part of the curse and defines deficiencies of all kinds. If something is deficient, it's lacking. A curse is the opposite of the blessing. It is an empowerment to fail. When we live in poverty, we are empowered to fail rather than prosper. There is nothing positive or godly about poverty. Despite what we have learned growing up in our traditional religious circles, it takes the burning, removing, yoke-destroying power of God to put an end to poverty forever. God wants to end the poverty in your life. You just have to receive it. That's why in, in March, God's so mad that we're going to make sure we, they, they help me reinforce it. We're going to have, you know, Dr. Jamal and, and other folk come in here, and we're going to talk about receiving your overflow because some people, it, it's going to take me this whole series just to get your mind broken because right now some of this word is not falling on good ground. Some of this word is falling on stony ground and rocky ground and shallow ground and, 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 and ground that's hard and, and not fertile because of what you heard so long in church. Mm. Nothing just happens. The Word of God says this, that a curse cannot come without a cause. The word Proverbs 26, 2 says, just as a man who is prosperous didn't become wealthy without a cause, this is true with a person who lives in poverty. Prosperity and poverty are both governed by certain principles that must be activated in order for these entities to become realities in our lives. Remember God said, he said, I put before you blessings and curses. Choose blessings. He thought some of us were so dumb that we picked the curse. Some of us have picked the curse. And we keep, speaking, we keep speaking poverty instead of prosperity. The first characteristic of poverty is found in Proverbs 24, 30 through 31. Look at this. Ooh, wake up, lazy people. It says, I went by the field of a lazy man and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles, its stone wall was broken down. 
When a person has a slothful attitude, they are inviting a spirit of poverty to destroy what they have. See, I, I, I want to now focus on financial poverty. Look here. I know it may be hard, a hard truth to accept, but lazy people will never acquire lasting wealth. In order to become financially prosperous in God's system of operation, aside from renewing our minds with the word, we must also do some things in the natural realm. Faith without works is what? Well, stop speaking about money if you ain't going to go to work. You can't start a business without some seed. You need to go get a job and get some seed. You just sitting at home thinking a miracle going to happen without you working. You lazy lima bean. Remember that? <laughs> Unfortunately, I've seen so many Christians pray, believe, and confess the word of God regarding financial increase. But when it comes to getting a job, starting their own business, or working diligently on the job they currently have, they fall short. Don't mean nothing if you lazy. I don't even know you speaking in tongues for real. <laughs> then they wonder why they never see the sign of financial increase. The reason is simple. They are operating in a principle of poverty with, which is laziness and slothfulness. You can read the word all day long, but if you stay lazy and be slothful, God not going to bless you. God cannot bless who he does not trust. If he does not trust you, now see, not only if he can't trust you to get $1 out of the 10 or $10 out of the 100 or $100 out of the 1,000, if he can't trust you to do that, yes, but if he can't trust you to at least go to work, why would he bless you if you're lazy? You have, the harvest is plentiful, but the what? Laborers, which means you got to go to work. It's this, let me, let me, let me go. Slothfulness can describe a person's entire approach toward life and everything he or she does. Right? Slothful people allow things to pile up instead of staying on top of them and getting them done in a timely manner. This type of person sleeps all day, although he or she knows there are tasks that need to be completed. A slothful individual is slow to make the necessary effort to accomplish tasks successfully, which often leads to poverty. In contrast, a diligent person works hard, even without supervision. As a result, this person receives promotion from God. We have to ask ourselves questions like, Am I a lazy or diligent person? Furthermore, keep in mind that even when no one else sees us, God does. And he weighs what is going on in our heart. Nobody saw David in the field killing lions and bears with his bare hands, but God saw him. And God knew because you killed lions and bears and you was faithful over the sheep, I know I can give you this job to kill Goliath. I make Saul and your brothers and everybody sit there and wait on you because I have a destiny for you. And because I knew you was going to be obedient to your dad, I told your dad to give you some cheese. I told your dad to give you some milk and cookies to take to the battle. And when you was humble enough and obedient enough to go do it, I knew I could bless you with the kingdom. Until you humble yourself and go get a job and stop trying to act like some job is beneath you. I know times are hard right now, but if you humble yourself and take whatever job God can give you right now, I promise you he'll bless you. But if you lazy, you gonna stay broke. The second characteristic of poverty ties into the first, which is sleeping more than necessary. Mm. I'm just going to read the word because y'all think it's me. Uh, Peaches, uh, Proverbs 20:13 says, Love not sleep, lest thou come to poverty, open thine eyes, and thou shalt be satisfied with bread. Wake up! And I bless you. You know, when I knew in, in December 2020, I knew I had COVID because I kept waking up at 9 and 10 o'clock. And they said that was one of the symptoms. And I went to the doctor. And you know how they do us sometimes. They ain't even want to give me a test. I'm like, I done sat in here for three hours. I looked around. Didn't nobody know I was pastor. Look here now. I'm in here for three hours. You're going to give me a test. But you don't have any symptoms. I do have symptoms. I be sleeping. 
Well, no, no, I'm telling you, it said, look, I be around a lot of people, y'all gonna give me this test, I ain't leaving out of here, we're gonna have some problems. You know, my knee went hurt back then, you know what I'm saying? And so they gave me a test, and lo and behold, I did have COVID in December 2020 because I knew, I was I'm like, man, I'm waking up too late. I, I didn't have no cough, I didn't have nothing. I just kept waking, I'm like, man, it's not, oh, man, something wrong with me, man, I'm sick. I knew I was sick, I get up seven o'clock. If I want to go to the weight room early before everything else, I might get up at 5. I don't, I don't know. I know I don't get up at 9 and 10, 11 o'clock, because I ain't lazy. I got to make money by then. By then, a check done came from somewhere. Some house has been sold. Some client has been, has been brought into the fold. I, something got to happen. I ain't made no money by 10 o'clock. The, the world is ending. <laughs> Repent and be baptized, <laughs> all ye saints. Now, I knew something was wrong because I know I'm not lazy. I know I'm going to wake up, read my word early so I can, sorry, God, I know I'm about to say so I can get out of the way, but I, hey, that's what it was. I, I want to read it. I want to start off with him and then go do the rest. So I wake up early enough to, to, to commune with him and then get my day started because he may tell me to do something else. But what I'm saying is I know I'm not lazy, but the Bible says if you sleep too much, you're not going to be blessed. The early bird gets a worm. They ask me, well, you going to ever cancel 8 o'clock and do 10 o'clock? No, because rich folk come at 8. <laughs> you kept both of your service in the pandemic? Yeah. Man, our time went down. Did you cancel your 8 o'clock? Yeah, I told you not to cancel. Don't ask me a question you ain't going to listen. Dude, 8 o'clock, man, I got to have five people in here and a 2,000. I know, still going to get more time than 8. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They want to get up. Y'all want to get up. Y'all ain't broke. <laughs> hey, Justin, can you block everybody that's at 11 o'clock that watch at 8? No, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's trippy. <laughs> I was talking about that church down the street. <laughs> yeah, man. But 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 you but it's inevitable if 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 you don't if you if you don't get up and, and you don't spend time early in the morning getting some stuff together you 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 got the Bible said if you if you love sleep you sleep all day some of y'all wake up and go right back to sleep wait <laughs> hey, get you a bowl of cereal and go back to sleep and don't get back up <laughs> two o'clock both be sleep oh man I was sleep. Doing what? What you dreaming about? Were you making money in your dream? Did it manifest? Were you in the metaverse? Did what? Love not sleep. So you can't sleep all day. When somebody sleep all day, nah, man, they ain't gonna get no house, man. They sleep, man, you what? Oh man, I can't even. I wanna hire somebody. I wanna meet three, four, five o'clock. You you can't get up. You don't go to work at three, but you wanna meet me at two. You can't get up in the morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. Look, look. Now, so number three, the third category of poverty is stinginess. Ooh. Ooh, we got, ooh, I hit somebody. Ooh, y'all know he's sitting beside somebody stingy or something. I don't know. The third category of poverty is stinginess. The Bible is full of scriptures that talk about the reward of being a giver. For instance, Proverbs 11:24 states, "There is no one who scatters, yet increases. That, no, there is one who scatters, yet increases more. So they mean they gave away, but he increased more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Ooh, you stingy! You see, see, you can't give with your hand cold, but you can't receive either." Keeping it 100. You have to really be a steward of God because God will tell you to give away stuff. God be telling me something. You, I don't, don't want to say that loud because some of y'all might come to me and I'll be like, no, God. But, but you know, I, 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 I don't want to get that testimony. <laughs> Holding on <laughs> to the little we have because we fear not having enough indicates that we're operating in selfishness, right? And that's the opposite of love. When we operate outside of the God system, we are cut off from the provision. You see, some of the rich people are always giving away stuff. 
Can I tell you? Because the, the principles of God work for the just and the unjust. As long as you do them, they're they, they principles. If you give, it's going to come back to you. Well, that's been a situation where God has told me to buy a house. I know I can make more money if I buy it and flip it. And, then, and God said, no, you own the finances and help them out and, 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 and then let them have some of the equity. Irritate me just now. Some of y'all in here, I don't even want to look at it. But I'm just saying, because that's what God said do. But God is going to bring something back to me somewhere else. The problem is, you keep looking for your blessings where you planted it. Now, if I plant a watermelon seed right here, just imagine it's the ground. I get it. If I plant a watermelon seed right here, I can't go look over there where Miss Sandra and sitting and think the watermelon going to grow over there. It don't make any natural sense at all. But in the kingdom, if I plant a seed right here in New Beach Grove, I may not get anything back from New Beach Grove. But it may grow up down the street somewhere at Wawa. I don't know. It may come up from some enemy all the way across the nation in, at, at, in California somewhere. God may cause some type of stock to double in my life because I planted a seed right here when he told me to plant it. Can I talk to you? Stop looking for your blessing where you planted God and tell you to plant a blessing in some broke, busted, and disgusted person and you mad because they didn't give anything back to you or you helped somebody who didn't tell you thank you but God told you to help them anyway when and you're not stingy. God, you have so many opportunities to get a blessing from God. When God says give it, you better give it because if you don't, you steal it because it does not belong to you. God is the one that gives you the power to obtain wealth. God is the one that gave you every good and perfect gift. God is the one that gave you a good measure, blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. How dare you not give when God say give? Not even if it's... It, it. Who don't you hate? Had God ever told you to give money to your enemy? Huh. I remember one time, I don't care if they watch it, Ooh, I don't want to. Sometimes I be like, sometimes I be like, you shouldn't be in the story. I'm praying right now. I'm trying to make sure that the spirit is gone. My editor cleared me. God told me, one time I was preaching at the Hampton Ministers Conference. Ooh, this story here. And, you know, a lot of people didn't want me to preach. The only reason I was preaching because uh, that, that year, Miss Spells, she was over the conference, and, and then she would have them let me help um, put the conference together because um, people, uh, anyway, some stuff happened, and he wanted her to do it. So this, this is what happened. I'm really risking this. And so at the end, you know, Dr. Harvey, like, well, I want him to preach, and he helped put this together, you know. And it's out there because I didn't realize how many people were mad at me for putting it together, but I ain't put myself in there. He put me in there. And, 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 and so he had me preach, and some people were mad. And, and, and you know, I, I got 15 minutes free, and I had time and everything, because I had 15 minutes, you know, they, 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 they made sure I knew that I wasn't supposed to be up there in their mind. Got a letter that said, the stage is your pay. Like, you ain't getting no check. And, but, 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 but that didn't bother me. I had the opportunity, and so I get up to preach, and, 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 and it's, I got 13 minutes. It's, I swear, I, y'all made me feel like Malcolm X that day. And, and, and. And I was preaching, and a little Jew stood up to run on stage. And my church, boy, I don't know, y'all. Some of y'all well, ain't, some of y'all left, but, 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 and they, they stood up, and I had to go like this. Like, really, I had to go, like, sit down. Them jokers stood up. And, 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 and the same person that ran on stage ended up losing their church. And God told me to have them preach. Miss Bell didn't like that. <laughs> Why you calling him to preach? <laughs> she cool. That's my people. She's supposed to be like that. And I said, because God told me to. And God told me to bless them with a blessing out of my own pocket. But the funny thing about it is, when that happened, certain checks that started coming out of nowhere. Because people just started giving to me. Uh, even, oh, uh, my God, at the time, 
uh, man, Bishop, Bishop, uh, I keep calling him Bishop. He don't like to be called Bishop. Six Mount Zion. Jerome Barber said, God had told me to send you a check. He sent me a check. Some other folks sent me a check. I was, I was working on a series and, and, and heard and, and Dr. Guns and, 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 and God from uh, uh, Kerwin Lee from Atlanta. All they said, God just told me to sing you this information on Nehemiah because you're about to do a Nehemiah series. And it was. I'm like, they came out of nowhere. Them jokers don't call me. Now, her called me to ask me to help his missionaries overseas, but he ain't never called to give me nothing, I was saying. I'm just saying, they called me because why? I had given, and even though the person had done me right, God told me to give, and he blessed me. I'm in Africa over here, heard that gave me a whole daggone uh, litany of, of, of Nehemiah. <laughs> Ain't he asking that? Reverend Guns gave me the, all this. Nehemiah, and I did the series because all of them had just brought it to me. Because God told them to give to me because I had given. Now, that was worth more than money. Because that was the time when there was a great shifting going on at New Beast Grove. And God told me to preach 8 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and dag on Sunday school. You got to clean some chokers up out of here. I need you to do Nehemiah. And because I had covered my enemy, who ain't my enemy no more, so if you watch it, you'll be all right. You know what you did. God covered me from mine. The first thing I had done the whole series, heard had helped me, guns helped me. I was talking to them, and, and then they also gave me Habakkuk, uh, 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 and, and they had given me all these different, man, it was crazy how God did it. And then God had me preach a sermon. The first sermon I preached was on Absalom. That, that, was, that wasn't Nehemiah. And I came home. Ooh, I know there's memories that people don't want to hear, but I got to show you how God covered you when you ain't stingy. I came home. I was so tired. I got dropped off from Africa. Because, you know, guns. See, I like going with Reverend Hurt. Reverend Hurt, man, you go to Reverend Hurt, he treats you like a king, man. You get fed all good. But I had went with guns. We just saw Hurt because Hurt came to visit us. But, you know, guns be treating you like slave labor. I, I, I tell you all day. I, 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 when I go with her, I gain weight. <laughs> I, I be like, hey, they, I, I go with guns. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. If you want to go on a diet, go with guns. <laughs> but, 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 but seriously, but, but when I came home, I saw cars. Uh, okay, them all my enemies. Something was going on. Anyway, God covered me from that storm. He covered me because I planted seeds where he told me to plant. And because I'm just not getting this revelation right now. I'm really walking through it right now because I knew God had given me blessing that time. But I didn't even realize how he covered me from my enemies because I gave to my enemy when he said give to me. And now my enemy became my friend. And oh, y'all don't understand what I'm saying. It's amazing how I came and I saw every car out there. I knew that none of the cars out there like me. I mean, them cars couldn't talk, but they owners could. And, 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 and people, some people, it, 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 the funny, I don't even care. I don't even want to get all into the detail. But the funny thing was some people were calling politics because they didn't even know why they were going. And it was just like Absalom when he invited people. And they didn't know what they was invited for because they was coming against the king. When I tell you when you're not stingy, God will cover you in ways. Man, what was that? Two centuries. This six years ago. I'm just not getting the revelation of how he covered me. Right here in the middle of the sermon. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm going through it because he's processing it right now. He covered me. And sometimes God will tell you to plant seeds in your enemy's life because there's an enemy coming at you that you need to be covered from. I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm tripping on this. You better learn how to be obedient to God when it comes to your money. And see, you can't even say I'm talking about tithing this time because I'm not even talking about tithing. I'm talking about I sold it to somebody who was straight hating on me. Who ran on the stage and I ain't even did my 15 minutes. Four up there had been 20 minutes and 30 minutes. I ain't do, I did, I had my stuff tired because I knew that nobody wanted me there. But the thing about it is God covered me because even though I was disrespected, 
I planted in the ground he told me to plant it in. Ooh, man. Can I tell you something? Now, I can't even get mad. When God say max 15,000, that feels less burdensome than when I had to get somebody $300 out of my pocket who I wanted to choke. Lord, forgive me in my sermon. Do what God tells you to do with your money because you know what? It's not yours. You are a steward. And when you do what he tells you to do with it, oh, my God, it'll come back in good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. I'm t man, I'm telling you, I, I would jump up and shout, but my leg won't let me do it. But I'm telling you right now, this revelation has hit me right now that when I gave that $300 out my pocket and let him have an honorarium through my church, better through the church and my own substance, God opened up the doors of blessings and shut down my enemies. And when God did the Nehemiah series, I didn't even know. Everything that was happening for like, ooh, and people just come and telling me, oh, I ain't say that, so-and-so said that. I didn't know what they were saying, but God had the series in order. He had already done it. I had already been helped by my elders. I had already been helped by Bishop Hurd. I had already been helped by, by oh, yeah, yeah, Bishop Barber helped me too because he was there. Bishop Barber had already been helped by Dr. Gunn. I had already been helped by Dr. Kerwin Lee, and, 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 and we had been walking through it, and I didn't even know what was going on because I was in Africa, but when I came home, I saw my enemies coming at me like a flood, but it don't matter when your enemies come at you like a flood, when you are sanctified and when you are caught and when you are and when you are fortified and you give what God says give, he's obligated to take care of you. He said, bring your full time to the storehouse so that we meet in my house and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven and boy the bless you won't have room to receive. See if I don't rebuke the locusts. See if I don't rebuke the wind. See if I don't take care of the pestilence and the word. I bless you. I keep you from investing in wrong things. I keep you and cover you in all your investments. Oh, I thought I was going to be Joel this morning. I'm just on stingy. We just going to definitely do two-part sermon, Brother Justin and, and media folk. Because I done got too excited. I'm so glad I ain't stingy. And some of y'all might think I'm stingy. But I give when God say give. And see, some folk try to make you give when he didn't say give. Now, sometimes you plant it in ground that look bad. As long as God told you to do it, it's going to come back. But you plant in ground God ain't never told you to plant in. Mm. See, look at, let me go ahead and read. I got to read this scripture for you. I say it, but Luke 6.38. I say it all the time, but I need you to hear it. Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shake it together, and running over. Look, give, and it shall be given unto you. I know sometimes we skip that part. Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shake it together, and running over will be put into your bosom for with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So when you give abundantly, he going to bless you abundantly. More of the story, don't be stingy. Let me go on and get to number four. Uh, Catarist number four is found in Proverbs 13, 18. Poverty and shame shall be put to him that refuses the instruction, but he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. You have y'all met somebody that know everything all the time? Always know the answer to everything. Science, history, math, scientific stuff, astronomy, spiritual, non-spiritual, paganism, <laughs> Judaism, Epicureanism, everything. They know everything about everything. You start a sentence, hey, I know, because I remember, because I didn't. People that don't have a teachable spirit will lose. Because if you don't have a teachable spirit, you can't learn anything. The doors will be shut on opportunities because you don't listen. 
You don't listen. Yeah, I pastor. And I can't tell you, I always, anytime you hear me talk about how we got this church, I'm going to always throw Trusty Shaw name in it because Trusty Shaw was the one guy. No, nah, Pastor, you might not want to say that. <laughs> I'm going to say that. When it comes to the loan stuff, I can always throw Miss Bell's name in it because we, we talked, she negotiated with the bank with me. I, I, can't, I can't say stuff without saying certain things. I can't say, even though I work with the police, I can't say it without talking about Riddick and other folk that said, Pastor, I know you're mad at the police, but you might want to say it like this. Why? Because, you know, even though I may be doing great work for the kingdom because God empowers me to do it, I don't do it without listening to somebody. You cannot be out here thinking that you're on your own. See, some people don't think I listen because I don't listen to them. <laughs> I can't listen to everybody. I can't. See, you, you see, this is the problem. This is the problem. This is the problem. I see Trusty Shaw. I listen to you, Nana. Oh, you got your mask on. Yeah, raise your hand because they couldn't hear you. There you go. I, I, I'm just saying. I did. Because you, you cannot be, you cannot grow if you don't learn. And you can learn from anybody. It doesn't matter because some pastors don't want to listen to nobody unless they're a pastor. Well, you ain't no pastor. You don't know nothing. I don't care. You've been here so many times. Then when I talked to Trustee Shaw, the funny thing about it is I ain't know Miss Shaw worked over at what we were going to get. We had a spot in there the whole time. They didn't know <laughs> and then, then when I learned about old school people, y'all love bathrooms. They were like, look at all the toilets. I was like, they were like, you understand when you get older. I was like, okay, I got you. <laughs> so the first thing I did, I took everybody to the bathroom. The first thing we went to, woo, look at all the stalls. Look, I ain't showing no one. We ain't go to the sanctuary. The first place I took old school people to the bathroom. Let's go. <laughs> you got your own toilet. We're going to put your name on it. <laughs> but I'm saying, you only can learn stuff like that if you listen. You have to listen. If you don't listen, you're not going to go anywhere. You got to have a teachable spirit because somebody got to teach you how to have great vision. But I needed some trustees and some deacons to guide me through the culture of New Beach Grove. Because culture will kill an anointing. Culture will kill a vision. If you don't understand how to navigate through the culture, I don't care how great your vision is, it's going to die. No, nothing might want to say that at this meeting. Say it at this meeting, then the next meeting, wait to say this. I had people walking me through that stuff. Because I didn't understand the culture. But you can't listen to everybody. See, if you, have you ever, some of y'all know, because I know some of y'all still go to Golden Corral because you meet there every Thursday morning. I try to make it there for you sometimes. Golden Corral, any, any, any all-you-can-eat place. If you eat everything on there, you're going to be sick. You're going to be sick. You try to eat everything on there. You trying to eat, you trying to eat the collard greens, the pinto beans. The chitlins, I know it ain't there. The pork chop, the chicken. I want to get my money's worth. Ooh, ooh, let me go back. This, I got, this is a better story. I got to tell a story. When I first went out, don't, it, some of y'all ain't there, but Miss Sandra, it, it wasn't you, but it was, I went with Pastor A to, to uh, what's that fish place? Captain George's. Lord have mercy. I went to Captain George's. Man, them people that used to be on Pastor A were eating. I mean, look, 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 Reverend Drone, Reverend Drone, you know how when you go up to get a plate, they want you to put the old plate down? Well, they was eating so much, they just came and just dumped their plate down and gave back to them because they got tired of washing dishes. <laughs> True story. They would eat so much <laughs> that they said, don't worry about getting a new plate. Take your same plate. They sent people with the little buckets and they dumped the plate and handed it back to them and say, you just go get in line now because the dishwasher get mad. <laughs> they might have made the dishwasher quick, Jay. <laughs> That's how much they were eating. But then some of them got real sick because you can't eat the fish, 
the chicken, the pork chop, and all that, and all that stuff fighting to get through your digestive system. Then you're going to eat the fruit after when the fruit digests faster than the food, and you got all that stuff in your stomach fighting because you done ate a smorgasbord of stuff because you ate too many different things that digest at different speeds, and now your digestive system is going crazy. Thank God I rode with somebody else because I didn't want to be on that van because I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know they need no gas to get back. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I know I'm probably talking too long today, but I'm, I'm just having them walking. So, <laughs> seriously, though, they got sick. And that's the same way you will be if you listen to too many people. Yes, where there's much counsel, there's safety, but you can't keep going to all these different people. Can I tell you how most of us look for advice? We just look for somebody to say what we want to hear. And you keep on asking till you hear it. But you're going to hear a million different things because you keep looking for what somebody to bless. And ooh, have you ever asked somebody you knew they were going to be on your side and they wasn't? You're like, man, you always say. Because God is trying to get a message to you even when you're obedient, trying to ask all these different people. Be careful of all the different tables you eat from. You can't eat at every church. You can't eat at every tabernacle. You can't eat at every mosque. You can't eat everywhere because if you start eating, you're going to start being confused. And the same way your digestive system gets sick, your spiritual system is going to be sick because you got all these different philosophies inside of you instead of sitting at the table that God has ordained you to sit at. If you're supposed to sit at the table of newbies grown, stop church hopping everywhere. He's supposed to sit at the table of First Baptist Denver, stop hopping everywhere. He's supposed to sit at the, at the table of new birth, stop running everywhere, looking for all these different philosophies to try to fit what it is you want. You just want somebody to tickle your ear. Stop going on a daggone all-you-can-eat spiritual journey trying to figure out exactly what you want to hear when God has already given you a mess of what you need to do. You better learn how to let your spirit be taught even when you're taught something you don't want to hear. Let me sit down. Where we at? What I just said. Unteachable folk. All right, number five. The fifth characteristic that leads to poverty is addictive behaviors. Woo! And lack of temperance. Look at this. Proverbs 23, 21 says, For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall clothe the man with rags. Mm-mm-mm. So if you greedy, you, 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 you a drunk. I ain't saying you can't drink. I'm saying you're supposed to be drunk. And drowsiness, basically lazy again, a man shall come to rags. Destructive habits such as drunkenness, gluttony, pornography, and anything else we allow to become an addiction can lead to poverty. If you show me your credit card statement, I'll tell you what your weakness is. Some of y'all broke because you go out to eat every day. Got a freezer full of food. That's me sometimes. <laughs> Some of y'all broke because you got to get your hair done every week. That lace front lasts at least three weeks. And when the new growth come in, go on and change it. But I'm saying, that stuff costs too much. Three, four hundred dollars. Wait till the new growth come. If you ain't on camera every day, it don't even matter. Put a, put a, little, a little scarf on that, girl. Put a little bonnet on that. You know what I mean? Little headband, you know, do the Bron James, something like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. So we gotta go to the club every week. Every week. Every week you gotta go to the club. You gotta go every week, every day. Read your Bible. It got a whole bunch of stories that will entertain you if you really read it. But when you addictive behavior, some of y'all sugar daddies. Buying everything for all your little sugar daughters. <laughs> and wonder why you can't get ahead. Your money is gone. Keeping it 100. Somebody in here, that's all. Somebody got to buy a suit every week. Why? You ain't Steve Harvey. 
when you, see, I got to give you practical stuff. Because some of y'all want to come in and be like, oh, hallelujah, he going to bless you right now. He going to give it to you right now. I'm telling you, a good measure, blessing, pressed down, shaking together and running over. No, you got to be practical. The thing about it is some of y'all need to start saving your money. Pay 10% to God and pay 10% to yourself. You can't spend every dime you get. Put something in some savings for an emergency. An emergency is not a new pair of shoes. Man, you can go see the, man, let me tell you, you can go see the brokest woman in the world, and if it's a new event, they're going to go get a new dress. Ain't nobody even seen some of your dresses. Living in the hood, I, I got I to gotta get a new dress. I got to go there. Ain't nobody seen your old dress, girl. Go on and put it on. It's your broke self. <laughs> let me get out of here, man. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> Just saying. People just be spending their money on frivolous stuff. People ain't even paying you no attention. They don't even know who you are. No way. Don't I hate when God made me preach to y'all like this. It ain't me, it's God. Don't get mad at me. Destructive habits. So destructive habits don't have to just be alcoholism and drugs. It can be spending money on stuff you know you don't have money for. Oh man, I can't pay my bills. But the shoes, new, still in the box. I've seen, I don't want to say that story because they might be listening. Number six. Poverty characteristic number six is following worthless people. Ooh. And pursuits. Ugh. The Lord said that, not me. When this characteristic is present, it can certainly lead to lack and financial poverty. Proverbs 28, 19 says, see, look now. It wasn't me. He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread, but he that follows after vain persons shall have poverty enough. Now, I don't know how it went from tilling the land to somebody who's terrible, <laughs> but that's the verse. He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread, but he that follows after vain persons shall have poverty enough. Stop trying to go to these get-rich-quick schemes. And these lavish promises of wealth, stop following people. They still broke. When people tell me about these, how they can make all this money, I'll be like, how much did you make? <laughs> well, I ain't made it yet. I made, how much did you make? I made, I, made like, I made like $200. How much did you put in? Like five? Well, when you make triple, when you come back and you make at least $1,500, then call me. They ain't called me yet. Hey, easily, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, but because you keep following up the worthless people that ain't making nothing, but they always selling you this emotion. Women, you got to learn how to separate your emotion. You got to learn how to separate your emotion because, you know, he might be plumbing, but he might not have no emotions. Y'all get that when you go home with too many kids in the house. I just want to be real. I got to be real. Because church people don't hear this enough. You need to separate your emotions. Oh, you look so good. You might not even look good that day. Just trying to separate your emotions. That's how they get men to, man, you look so good. Boy, look at that suit. Ooh, boy. Stop getting into these get-rich-quick schemes. Oh, my God. The Bible says, don't you follow these words with people? Stop trying to get rich quick. Stop it. Stop following people that you know are no good. Just because you grew up with them, it does not matter. You have to begin to connect yourself with kingdom-minded people. You have to begin to put in work. Stop hanging around lazy people who always need from you. It's okay that you need me more than I need you, but if I need you one time out of 20 and you can't help me, bye. 
You understand? You got to stop hanging around people that's always pulling down on you. What I learned about walking up Kilimanjaro, weight is heavy no matter how it may not seem. Y'all know I have my cell phone all the time, but I, it got heavy. Man, get that jump to the portal. It's not heavy. I can't carry this GoPro and this phone. One of them got to go because the higher I got, the heavier it got. And the higher you go up, the less people that you can afford to carry with you who are dead weight. All right, that's, 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 that was number what? Number six, thank y'all. Number seven, thank y'all. I'm glad y'all got a paper. Y'all show helping me preach. The seventh characteristic of poverty is hastening to be rich only for selfish reasons. Mm-mm-mm. Look at Proverbs 28, 22. He that hasteth to be rich hath an evil eye, and considering not the poverty shall come upon him. Let me tell you something. This dude, he meant well. One of my... My second broker, he was a real cool dude, really taught me a lot about being a broker. Definitely didn't agree with his lifestyle, but he definitely helped me a lot when it came to growing my business. Even helped me when I left to do my own business, gave me some advice and things of that nature. Great, great guy. But he said he wanted to help me set goals to make money. And he said, well, what do you want to make money for? I want to make more money to get to the kingdom. And the reason why I wanted to make money to get to the king, that when I still running from my calling. <laughs> and I told God, look, I can be a real estate broker. I get rich. I get you, but I don't want to preach. Anyway, but I still want to get to the kingdom. He said, well, that's an ideal. What, like, what do you want, a house or a car? But I, I, that's not what I want. I want to be able to get to the kingdom. He said, but how is that going to motivate you to sell more houses because you're trying to give to the kingdom? You're trying to give to church. That's not tangible. It is tangible because when I get a guy, he's going to get back to me anyway. But my thing was, I, I, didn't ne- I never cared about a car. I never cared. The only reason I ended up buying a luxury car is because somebody said, hey, man, you make a lot of money now with that Camry, but I'm telling you, if you go buy a car like a Lexus, you're going to make more money because people are going to know you got money. And I said, okay. And as soon as I bought it, whoa, he was right. All the clients came, but I don't care about it. It just it brings me more blessings, so I go ahead and do it. Now, if you broke, keep your Camry. <laughs> don't, 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 don't try to look like it. You ain't got it, you know. But, 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 but the thing about it is God blessed me tremendously because I believe he, he loved my heart. Now, sometimes he might not love my mouth, but he loves my heart. And some of you all need to understand, even though you fall short, he died on Calvary because he knew you couldn't do it on your own. So even though you might mess up, as long as he loves your heart, your heart is in the right place. Now, I'm not saying go live any old way, but when your heart is in the right place, God wants to prosper you because he can trust you. God can trust me to give me money. One thing Joe Single told me, and I was trying to do all these different things to figure out how to make the church money and figure out how to do this, and he said, the easiest thing to lift is yourself. And I said, oh, yeah, just like Magneto, he lifted himself up, but when he lifted the building, he said, yeah, man, like, be quiet. But I just, my mind just goes to these crazy places all of a sudden. But he said, you can lift yourself up before you can lift up anything else. God can trust you with money because of your heart. Go ahead and start working on your business more. Go ahead and start working on your other businesses more. And then when you get more, he knows he can trust you to give it to the church. You see what I'm saying? God can trust me. Can he trust you? Now, and I'll be transparent with you. When, when, like I said, when the 8,000 came, I, didn't, I was cool with that. New beginnings. You know, I could justify that. 8,000, new beginnings. But when somebody brought 15, I was irritated. <clears throat> Because God told me to match it. And I did. But I knew it was going I was only irritated for a moment because that was my flesh. That was not my spirit. Then I had to renew my mind to make sure my mind beat down on my flesh and tell my flesh, look here, you got to be quiet because when God tells you to give, he'll never give. He'll never let you outgive him. So if I'm giving 15, 30 coming somewhere, if I got to get 30, 60 coming somewhere because God is going to always give a hundredfold back when you obedient. He may not give it to you that day. He may give it to you years down the road. He may 
may not even give you a check. He may give it to you in your health. He may have saved you from an accident. He may have covered you with some insurance. I don't know what it is he's going to do in your life, but I do know this. You can't outgive God and stop trying to be rich for yourself. Stop trying to be rich to buy another car. Ask God to bless you so you can bless the kingdom and watch how he blesses you. Watch how he trusts you. Oh, you better hear me right now. I said and I said again, one thing I will never be in life is broke ever again because every time I go to the house of God, I'm going to bring my time and because I bring my time. He gonna make sure I got money to tie to him because when I'm faithful to him, he said, test me and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven and pour the blessing. You won't have room to receive when you give what God says give. He gonna bless you. Don't worry about a car or a house. He'll handle it. Now you're gonna have to use your money to buy it most of the time, but he'll make sure you have it in the bank. When you're faithful over what God has given you, he's going to bless you. Yeah, you may be walking right now, but if you're faithful, a car is coming. You may be living in your car right now, but if you're faithful, a house is coming. Because when you do what God tells you to do with the little you have, he's obligated to multiply. Why? Because he said, test me. Has anybody ever told you to test them? If they say it in front of too many people, you're going to test them. God said it in front of the whole world in the Bible, test me in this and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven. And part of the bless you won't even have room to receive. I believe God wants to bless you. I'm going to come back to do the second part next week. Keep that same sheet. We'll email it to you again and have another one just in case. But I need you. And if you're online and you're just hearing this for the first time, if, if, you haven't, if you're not on our email list and don't have the, the handout, we'll make sure we get it to you because we want you to have those scriptures from last week to be able to confess the scripture, the financial blessing, the wealth scripture that God has. Those not even all the scriptures. There'll be more scriptures in the Bible. I can't find all the scriptures. I can't write them all down because there's more things about prosperity than salvation. There's more things about prosperity than heaven itself in the word of God. If you don't believe me, read it and test me. God wants to bless you. God wants to give you an overflow. He don't want you to worry about when gas prices go up. Somebody asked me, man, you know, and I do buy it sometimes myself. They were like, man, eggs cost a lot of money. I'm like, for real? I mean, I bought some eggs the other day because my mama then was coming. They had bought me some, but I had bought some in the beginning. They had bought me some more because little, little Andrew had came earlier than I thought, so I had to already go to the grocery store. I still don't even know how much they cost. I just bought them because I needed them. I don't look at it. I might look at the tag of a suit I got to buy because, you know, I don't really need that suit. I need the eggs. <laughs> it didn't matter. You see what I'm saying? Because God wants to prosper you. He wants to prosper you in such a way that you don't worry about money at all. He wants to make you a blessing. But the only way he can make you a blessing is to kill this poverty mentality. You can't walk around here thinking you're supposed to be broke. You can't walk around here saying, should I tithe? <clears throat> you can't walk around here thinking, oh my God, we shouldn't hear about prosperity. Next week, we're going to dive into this. <clears throat> Next week, what we're going to learn in, the, in part two of this, breaking the poverty mentality, we're going to learn about certain ways that we think to identify what new thinking we have to go into. We're going to have some homework, too, and we're going to begin. In fact, just write down. This is your homework today, even though I'm giving it to you today. <clears throat> I should have gave it to you next week, but God will change the order. I want you to make sure you go home, and I need you to write down, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any poverty-based beliefs that you have. Ask him to help you get rid of them. Write down what he said concerning the root issue in your life regarding finances. Because there's a root issue. It may be a generational curse. It may be you spending money in wrong ways. It may be wrong business opportunities. It may be God has been telling you to leave that job even though it make more money, but he wanted you to go somewhere else. I don't know what it is. You need to go home and I need you to pray 
write it down, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to go over this, we're going to preach, but we're going to make sure that we deal with each issue somehow in the spirit of what's going on with your finances. I believe God is in a place, I know he is. I can tell because I don't even care if you like the sermon or not. I don't care if you jump up and down or not. I just need you to get this information because I don't want you to walk around here broke. I want you to walk around here in the abundant life that God has for you. And when you walk around in the abundant life God has for you, Newbies Grove walks around in the abundant ministry it's supposed to walk into. Because Newbies Grove is a part of you, and you are part of Newbies Grove. And the only way that Newbies Grove can rise is if you rise. And the only way you can rise is if Newbies Grove rise, because this is where your covenant is. And God is about to pour out an overflowing blessing, but I need you to be positioned to receive it. It don't matter if somebody drop a million dollars right now. If we fall outside, <laughs> we ain't here to catch it. You have to be in the right position, the right mindset, in order to receive the overflow that God has ordained for your life.